Welcome to the Nathaniel Noble Jr. Podcast, where we talk about life because it happens to everyone, along with some great indie musicians Q&A sessions. So come aboard, kick back, and let's vibe. So this week, we're going to welcome Miss Delanda McNair to the Nathaniel Noble Jr. Podcast. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. Uh, I can't remember how you got hold to the show. I think I went on a Facebook page and you was looking for podcasts to come on and talk about, you know, how you became a, uh, what do you call it? Caregiver. Uh, a caregiver and you wanted to share your experiences and uh the enlightenment and you gained because uh you know your experience and stuff and you just want to talk about it because uh i think we need to have an inside job on what it takes to to deal with caring about a parent and uh just kind of giving up your life to kind of you know make sure your parents are taken care of and you know what you learn how to overcome it you know the stresses of it the ins and out of it so yeah like you know Explain to us who you are, where you're from, where you're going, and all of the above. <laughs> Take it away. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, yes, you're right. That is how we um, were connected. Um, I did put a post out there on that um, Facebook page. And um, as you stated, um, my name is Delanda McNair. I am a North Carolina native and resident. I am a, let's see. The fourth born of five to my parents. And let's see, I am my mother's full time caregiver. I have been, I've had the opportunity of having the, wearing this hat for, let's see, since April, no, June 2012. Um, she came to visit one weekend and the last weekend in April had a stroke, never went back home, came out the hospital in June, and she's been here at my house since June 2012. So, yes, I let's see, as it relates to my work history, let's travel and tourism. I was a flight attendant for two years. I was a travel agent for two years. I was a property and casualty insurance, um, worked in property and casualty insurance for over 20 years. Yeah, over 20 years. Um, I still do have my active license, though I haven't been in that environment for three years. And I recently joined and became an independent business opportunity um, um, representative for Dream Trip Travel, Dream Trip International Travel. So, yes, I that's who I am, what I do. And um, but for, for the most part, I am my mother's caregiver. Oh, yes. And I am a published author. I am a inspirational fiction writer. And God decided to start visiting me in my dreams one day. <laughs> Um, when I was a flight attendant and a couple of years late, well, more than a couple of years later, about a century later, I decided to say, okay, God, fine. If you dump it here, I'll do it. So yes, I currently have two published books. The first book is entitled um, Father Than the Eyes Can See. That particular title was inspired by the scripture in Matthew 6 and 33, which is, talks about seek ye first the kingdom of God. And the second title is um, You Taught Me. Um, basically the message of my writings, it shares the healing gift of forgiveness, second chances, love and redemption, the love of man. And of course the love of God. Wow. So I'm sure that was a drastic change from flying all over the place and kind of living a carefree lifestyle. And then from a visit from mom and then all of a sudden, okay, mom, you're here. 
Uh, yeah. How did that, yeah. how did that affect you for as uh mentally and you know like, <laughs> I mean you weren't expecting it, so it's like okay. Well, I can be honest. Yeah. Um, I was very selfish. I've always okay. Of my parents' children, I am the only one who's never been married, never been pregnant, never had a child. You know what I'm saying? So, mm -hmm. like you said, it, it was my life was truly what I chose to do, when I chose to do it, if I chose to do it, and how I chose to do it, and if I chose to do it alone or with someone. Mm -hmm. um, and that's pretty much been my life since 18. Um, I was not in denial that I was those elements of selfishness that I had. I knew it. Um, I will actually tell people, look, I'm selfish. Like, it's all about me. So it's interesting that you asked me that because I've learned so, so much <laughs> that um, some I knew I need to learn and some I didn't know I need to learn as it relates to seizing the opportunity to be my mother's full-time caregiver. Mm -hmm. And um, it's interesting because when I start realizing that some of the elements about me, I'm like, no, that's not cool, Delanda. Because, <laughs> you know, I do self-checks. Because mm -hmm. I, I spend so much time alone. Um, so I had to learn how to be one of my biggest accountability partners because I, I was alone so much. So I started asking God to let me see me. I started asking God to let me see and hear who he sees when it comes to me. And he started doing that. And I realized I needed a lesson in um, servitude. Mm -hmm. So I, I started asking like, okay, God, Equip and prepare me to be the servant that you created me to be. I didn't know it was going to look like this. And and I'm not saying this to say that this is why it happened with my mother, mm -hmm. but I never knew it would take on the the role of her losing for me to learn. Mm -hmm. And again, I'm not saying that's why my mother had a stroke that weekend and never made it home. Right. But that's, that crossed my mind because I had been praying like, Lord, equip and prepare me to be the servant that you put me here to be. And yeah, hands down, I've I've never served in this capacity to this degree that I'm learning to do so with my mother. And it was very challenging for me to transition from when I left work and crossed the threshold of my house, I turned the world off. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't answer the phone if I didn't want to. But then my, ro my door turned into a rotating door because my mother was very present. So there were people that wanted to come see her. There were people that wanted to constantly get me on the phone to get her on the phone. Mm. Like, so it's like, it was a, and then she came with a fur baby. It was not a dog here in my house wow. when, before. Mom. So, yeah, so I, there are so many elements that I learned and still continue to learn. And in the beginning, I was not the best student. I'm going to be mm -hmm. honest. I wasn't. Um, but I became a better student over time. There were plenty of times where I had to excuse myself from the room for my mom and just had to come upstairs into my closet and yell because I was so frustrated and irritated because mm -hmm. in my mind, I was not, my mother had four other children. Right. Where are you? Where are they? <laughs> you know? Right. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what happened. I learned a lot really quick and I got to see myself a lot. Remember I prayed that prayer Lord show me. What oh you yeah. See. You got to watch what you pray for. You have to watch what you pray for. Cause he going to give it to you. But I did say, equip and prepare me for it as you do it. So he did. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't mad at anybody, but mm -hmm. it was at times a very frustrating lesson to learn because I never had given as much of myself to that degree to anything or anyone before in my life. 
So that uh, that's why I wanted to ask you, you know, that transformation, because you, you had a jet set of lifestyle, like boom, bam, bam, I do what I won't go, I won't, well, I don't have to answer to nobody. Now all of a sudden, like a brick wall is there and you can't get out no more. It's like, whoa, major adjustments. Yeah. Major, major, major adjustment. And it wasn't um, temporary. It's like when it started, it's still here now, you know, years later. So it's like. Right. And that's the thing, because um, when it happened th- and that was another adjustment, because in my mind, I've seen so many people recover from stroke right. and go back to a sense of normality. Right. It never crossed my mind and my mother would not be going back to her house. Mm hmm. But now here it is. What like I said, it happened in 2012. We're in 2022. Well, ten years. That's what ten years. Yeah, that's yeah, that's right. Was this our first stroke? Oh, to my knowledge, yes. Yeah, because okay. wow. to my knowledge, my parent, my mom didn't even never take any kind of medicine. She wasn't even on any kind of medication. Mm. And so, like, my father died in 1996. How so was, my mom, how was he? Doing, how yeah, was your dad? Okay. My father died twelve days before his fifty-sixth birthday, so he's fifty-five. Yeah, yeah, right, right. And so, like, so my mom been like, "Yo, I'm handling this. I'm doing this. Her and God since '96." Mm-hmm. So when all of a sudden things start changing for her, um, I had a young, I had a brother, like her second-born child, my brother. Mm-hmm. Um, he's had some medical issues, and she start being concerned about that. I won't say worrying about that because I oh, never asked her, was it something parents, that worried her? Trust me, parents but, worry. <laughs> right. So I don't, and I don't want to put things on her cause I, I didn't ask her that, Right. but make a long story short, he ended up dying. Like, so mm, I already hear that. Right. Thank you. So he died at 46. Ooh, my dad died at 46. So That's it's young. like, what in the world? So it's like when my, when I, my brother got sick and she was the one who would take or she would either ride with him mm-hmm. or drive him to his appointments and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what conversations he was sharing with her. I don't know what realness, how real he was getting with her. But mm-hmm. make a long story short, she said, as she said as well after the fact that one day they were going to an appointment and she he told her that if he was taking all the medication that they were trying to give him to take, he would basically be just laying, laying somewhere in the bed. Mm-hmm. And he couldn't do it, so he started self-medicating. Well, he he was dealing with diabetes, Ooh. and you can't drink alcohol with that. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, change the diet so, and everything. Yeah. Right. So yeah, he went through a lot, and so he died. And then my mother was after that. It was just things were changing with her, mm. and started wearing on her body because at that my mother's she'll be eighty one in November. Oh, okay, she. So she was what seventy seventy. She was seventy because her birthday hadn't come yet. Yeah, she was seventy when she had the um, stroke. Wow. Yeah. So up until then, she was doing everything, moving like she right. wanted to, how she wanted to. Like there were there were no. She was even taking old other friends to their doctor's appointments. Okay. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So server. Yeah. Something that I totally was not. It's crazy well, that I've, you said that because that's the thing. All of my siblings are like, how can I help you? What can-? No, I left at 18. And that's another thing. Like my sister, my younger sister asked me when in the beginning of the transition, uh-huh. because she could see, she could feel my energy sometime when uh-huh. I was just done. Like it's I a, it's a challenge it no to look at your, right. It's a challenge to look at my mother like this and hear her like this. And sometimes she has restless nights, so I'm hearing her, but I can't do anything. Mm. And not only can I not do anything, I'm not getting rest either. 
But I get to get up the next morning, go just go service somebody else's job. And then when I get up at five, I get to put on the other servant's hat. And it's like a ongoing cycle. But I never get like I don't even know who I am. Like, right. right. Like, I'm like, hello, who who am I? Where am I? So, yeah, it was. Yeah, I was feeling some kind of way in the beginning because I I just felt like my only mode was go. And then I would happen to fall asleep. And then a alarm would kick on like, oh, now it's time for you to go, go for real, for real. Sheesh. So, yeah, um, it was interesting. So my younger sister asked, she was like, we came from the same pod. Like we, and I, I keep telling, I, it was so hard for her to understand why I was not being as giving as all of them had grown to be mm-hmm. or as given as we saw our parents be. And I'm like, I'm like, look, I don't know, but. Mm-hmm. It's not my, it's not that given a uh, given like that for me. And I said, I don't know if it's because I left at 18. And when you leave at 18, I left home. I was from a small town in North Carolina. And I ended up going to, to Georgia. Like I didn't know anybody there mm-hmm. and people are not who they always present themselves to be. Right. So I didn't, I didn't, I always, I did everything from surface level when I left home. Like until you show me, we're going to just, well, you know, so yeah, so she could not get why I was so closed and so surface and so no, you can only come so far because you're. I'm constantly dealing with strangers. So you probably, you pretty much had a shield around you every time where you going. Right, a, a because barrier. I was not trying to call back home being a statistic, telling my father this happened or right. well, I'm pro- yeah, like yeah. So I could not be a statistic on that phone call with my parents once I left home. So I had to make sure that didn't happen. He was out there in the battlefield like a soldier. <laughs> Guards always up. Who are you? What do you want? What's the reason you're talking to me? What's behind this face? You always, you got something on your mind. I don't know. So you get him the side you know, eye. That's how I was, especially when I became a flight attendant and working in the travel industry, man, whatever. Yeah, yeah you hear it all. You hear all kind of stories. Yes. All and then I, I got accused of things like I had somebody that was interested in me and I thought they was worth getting to know. And then finally one day they said, um, you probably got a man in every city. I'm like, really? What? Wow. So if you already thinking that. That's going to carry on to the relationship. <laughs> okay. So I'm like, yeah. I'm like, nah. Wow. No. Mm-mm. Because cheating is easy for anybody if that's what they choose to do. Right. Whether you flying out from city to yeah. city or no, you, you sitting here, we working at this. We could be working at the same office. Yep. And you, no. Can't so but when they said you. that, right. When I heard the mentality, I'm like, okay, noted. <laughs> noted. See ya. So, yeah. Right. I was about to say, needless to say, that did not last long. Yeah. Wow. What an interesting uh, story because, like I say, you had to. Me, 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 my lifestyle. I, I built it. I, I designed it my way. I live it my way. And now you're just a humble servant, being a servant to your mother. Did you know that over 92% of people in the United States are deficient in one or more vitamins or minerals? Unfortunately, the foods we eat just don't have enough of the vitamins and minerals our bodies need to maximize our immune systems, strengthen our organs, and help our bodies perform at their best. It's also the reason why so many people get sick. In fact, over 80% of patients who got COVID-19 were deficient in vitamin D, and up to 82% critically ill patients are deficient in vitamin C. The fact is, we need supplements. 
And now for the first time ever, you can get the highest quality, most complete supplements on the market for prices that anyone can afford. With Live Good, you can afford to be healthy. Check out joinnatenow.com. Check out the six-minute video. Leave a good name and email and we'll get with you with more information. Have a great day. Right. And I tell people, like, when people, like, when I get take my mother to church or sometimes people see us out. And um, I've had strangers come up to me and say, thank you. And I'm like, for what? <laughs> for just just taking time with her. Like, and then they would ask, who is she? And I'm like, she's my mother. And then I'm like, oh, and then they go on to like, really like, oh, right. And I'm thinking, and I said, and then finally one day I asked, because normally I said, but, well, 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 you're welcome, I guess. Because like, what am I saying? You know? Yeah, well, so I mean, what am I supposed to do? I, Take care of my mom. I, right. I asked someone, I said, let me ask you this. I said, why do you say thank you? Or why do you tell me I'm doing such a, that's the noble thing or good job I'm doing? And then someone has said, um, because most children, people, family members won't do that. A lot of people won't. And then it gave me the opportunity to share with them. I could only pour out what was poured in. Mm-hmm. So because my parents did an awesome job. No, they were not perfect. Nope. But they they unapologetically gave us them. They mm-hmm. gave us them. Even their imperfections. They were they were honest with us about who and what they were. And that's, what we, and that's the only that's reason. Need. Right. And that's the only reason that I can do any way half of a percent of what my mom gave us at, in this yeah. stage and, and, and area of my life. That's why. That's good. You can recognize that though. Yeah. Yeah. It's not me. It's it's a combination of what was poured in mm-hmm. and what I have been asking God for and allowing him to work for work through me and use me. That's what it is. It has not, nothing to do with the lander. Nothing. Hey, you just happen to be the vessel he works through. Exactly. That's amazing. So on yeah. on to the books. Is, mm-hmm. is you got two books? Is, does it have anything to do with this? Uh, the the care of your mother, okay. or, or just something totally different? So here's the like deal. the first book. The okay. So these writings began in 1995, okay. and that's before my. Bef- here's the thing. Before my mom, mm-hmm. it was published in us uh, October 2013. I gave it to my publisher. March of 2012. Okay. Oh, My mother's okay. stroke happened April of 2012. And I later. say all that to say this. Uh-huh. I was writing about a stroke situation. What? Not realizing I was. Somebody said, oh, that's prophetic. <laughs> what? Okay. I'm not saying it. That's what somebody said. Not realizing I will live out a stroke situation to some degree wow. in my life in 2012. So there is a stroke situation in the first book, Father Than the Eyes Can See. And then when I was doing all these writings, I didn't know where it would drop off to one from one book to another. So that's why I'm saying it like this. All of these writings started in 1995. Wow. And I, I was writing about a stroke situation and I was writing about a caregiver situation, not realizing <laughs> one day. Writing your story. <laughs> right. Like, it's it crazy. Was crazy. <laughs> Yes, exactly. Because even though when God started dumping these writings, because all my writings are God inspired, uh-huh. my younger sister and I had a conversation and that conversation, I, I had a dream about it one night 
And so no big deal because at that time I was flying, Mm -hmm. but it kept being a repetitive dream. Mm. So finally I got her on the phone. I was like, hey, the conversation, why am I having a dream? And in the dream, this is what I'm dreaming. And so I was seeing it in my dreams. I started talking to her about it on the phone and it's like it started growing, but it would loop. So whatever I had dreamed the previous night, Mm -hmm. it was I would see all that again, but it was adding stuff. Wow. And then I finally said, wait a minute. I got her on the phone again. I was like, why am I having this repetitive dream? I said, but every time I talk to you, I had I dream the same thing and it, I see different stuff. I'm seeing this. I'm seeing this. And we talking. And she finally said, girl, you should write a book. I said, mm. man, whatever. Huh. <laughs> I said, I'm flying, seeing the world. What am I going to do with a book? I said, no, nah, I ain't writing a book. <laughs> and so um, I kept having a dream. So finally, I was on a plane one day and it was like, it's almost like I checked out and watching this movie. And I'm like, Oh, you see it in your thoughts. Right. And, I, but I'm like, I need to be paying attention to my cabin. I'm right. like, okay, I need it. <laughs> so I'm like, let me just write this down so I could just dump it. Right, right. And so I, I pull out this napkin. Cause that's all I had in my jump seat. And I'm writing it. I had a passenger. It's like, here, take this. They gave me a notepad. <laughs> so I'm writing this stuff. And then what start happening is instead of me having that repetitive dream, it started unfolding. every time, Right. Every time I would talk about it uh-huh. and write it out, I will. It was pick up from the left and start giving me new information, and it's kept growing and growing and That's growing. Crazy. That's where the writings came <laughs> from because I I finally said, okay, let me write this down. Uh-huh. And then by the time, again, I was in ninety five, so I have all these pockets of stuff coming. Let me write it down. Let me be done right, with right. it. So it was like, see, say, do. I was seeing it in my dreams. Uh-huh. I was saying it, talking about it with my sister and writing it out to get it off my head. I'm my, and then stuff sort of happened. So I have all these notes compiled. And by the time I've left traveling, I left this travel agency and came back to North Carolina when my father got sick and eventually died. Uh-huh. I was like, you know what? I'm too far from family. I came back home. Um, and I never thought I would live in North Carolina. And I'm not saying anything bad about North Carolina. Right. It's just that just I never saw Right. I never saw myself living in North Carolina. So I came back to North Carolina and finally um, invested in a house, bought a house, townhouse Mm -hmm. in 2001. So I'm going through boxes and I come across these writings. I'm like, what is this? I start reading it. I was like, oh, wow. So I'm finding all these little napkins, little notes, and I'm putting them all together. And I was like, okay, let me just put it in a document, Word doc, and be done with it. Okay. And that's what I did. But when I was transferring it, it was like expansions was going on. I was like, well, wait a minute. And I was seeing this and I was saying, so I started writing even more. And I was, I told my sister, I was like, well, I put all my notes into a word doc. I was like, but girl, if this was a movie, like I was so go see this, like, this is like some good stuff. And she was like, I already told you, you need to write a book. And I was like, I was like, man, I don't know nothing about writing a book. And then she was like, well, just go to Google Lane and go to Google. Right. And so I finally went to Google found somebody to do the self-publishing, fast forward and went with them. But when I decided to go with them, um, my sister was like, cause we were keeping up, keeping her up abreast, like what's going on. And she finally said one day, she was like, um, I'm so proud of you. I can't wait to see you on the interview. And I was like, um, that won't be happening because it will not have my name and it will not have my picture. I have a pen name. And she was like, well, if God specifically and directly gave you the story, Yep. How dare you hide behind some fictitious name? Uh-huh. And I'm like, wait a minute, what? Like, it ain't even about God. Like, it is what it is. I'm like, what? 
like the story is going to read the story. It's going to tell the story. It's going to read the same whether it has my name and picture on it or not. And then she was like, I'm just saying, like, I'm just saying. And I'm like, I'm like, and then I'm like, in, in my quiet time, I'm like, God, does it really have to have my picture? Does it really uh-huh. have to have my name? Like the message is the message, God, like right. really, like it's going to read the same. It's going to speak to whoever it's going to speak to with or without my name and picture. Mm-hmm. Like, do I have to have my name? God, really? Like, and I got silence. So I'm like, really? Because <laughs> I was always behind the scenes. And right, I know right. it sounds so crazy because on the plane, I was the one who gave the PAs. So I'm front and center. Okay. But as it relates to my life right. and me, I'm quiet. I'm behind the scenes. Like, I'm cool with going into a crowd and you never knew I was in the room. I'm good. Mm-hmm. That's okay. But uh, when the writing thing came, I was like, I didn't I didn't feel comfortable with the idea of somebody's seeing me and connecting me to that book and say, <laughs> wait a minute, you wrote, well, what you mean? Or why did you say, like, I didn't want the conversation. So I thought. And so finally I did. I'm like, okay, God, fine. If you, I'll put my name and I'll put my picture. And yeah, here we are today. I'm talking to you. And you're not the first person I've talked to. Well, thank so, you. It's an exclusive. <laughs> You've heard it exclusively on Nathaniel Noble Jr. Podcast. <laughs> I did a couple of exclusive on this show. But that's what it's all about. So, you know, just, just contacting good people with good stories and uh, good content. You know, you got a story to tell. I just want to be a conduit to get it through from my channels. So, yeah. the that's interesting, been, though. Yeah, it ended up being therapeutic for me and because I, I had never even journaled before. Uh-huh. I had that dream and he started giving me this stuff and I had to write it to get it off my brain and get now, it out of my mind. Now that's just the first book with the dream. Um, um, oh, that's both well, of them. Okay. So here's the deal with the first, the first two books, they are connected. Okay. Um, because I did cut it off. So those, the first two books were birthed out of him coming to me specifically telling me, showing me these things. But, um, but the, um, and at that time, he gave me like 10 different titles. So I I personally have two books that's published from the insight that God gave me. I pushed pause and did a collaborative with a group of authors with the book entitled Dear Daughters. And then for plugging back into what he actually gave me, I have book three and four as it relates to what I directly did, three and four. I have writings for both of those. I just have been, I haven't worked on them and I don't know why. (laughs) Cause you don't want to. It's not that I don't want to. Well, one of the, one of the things happened, like I need to go and get my old laptop checked out because I lost the, um, the disc that has it. Oh, so I know. Yeah. So my old computer has it. Okay. You just need need to recover it. Right. Somebody I need to go to in and recover it. Yeah. Yes. I need to go because I, I, I misplaced um, the disc that has it up there. Okay. So that's what it was. And so um, I have not gone to someone to take that laptop for well, the recovery. It, it just seemed like you're going to have a whole bunch of books coming out from what you just described. When I get back on point, yes. I Like I said, at that time, he gave me 10 titles. Jeez. And, I, and you, got, I wrote, you got two and a half done, right? Two of your own and then the group. Right. Yeah. Correct. Yes. And then I have writings for book three and four. Jeez. Yeah. 
And the thing is, it's so crazy because he also showed me a motion print for each book. And that was another thing that kind of slowed me down because I was thinking once I wrote the first book, mm-hmm. I even went and did like an online course to, to um, learn how to do script screenwriting. Yeah. Which was a little challenging for me because I write the way that I talk. And I can be honest, I'm I'm lengthy and wordy. Uh-huh. <laughs> When I talk and screenwriting is like, what, two or three sentences to wrap up a whole page? Like, so, yes, it was challenging for me to wrap my head around being able to look at a whole page and sum it up in three sentences. So I started working on the screenwrite, but Mm -hmm. it's not going as simply and smoothly as I I would like it to go. I'm sure God is sending you somebody to take care of that down the road. Yeah. If not yourself, you know, but. Right. Keep writing. But yeah. It should be a motion print to each book title. Yeah, you already saw it in your head, right? When you were dreaming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this would be a good movie. Yes. And and what's so crazy about it, in that first book, I don't know if you'll ever get the opportunity to read it, but I started writing it as a manuscript, like a oh, okay. movie script. So it's very, like, I'm doing, I'm including all angles, and it got to the point, like, wait a minute, like, I can't yeah. keep writing it like this, because I was ready to flow. But I was like, no, I need to make sure the right the reader see this. I need to make sure they see this. Jeez. So finally, I was like, no. I was like, no, Delanda, pull back. Just write it. Just just dump it on the the document and then come back. So yeah, once I released myself from making sure everybody saw it the way I saw it, yeah, it went a whole lot smoother. But in the first about the first 25, 30 pages, it you feel it like you did. To, okay. Because I right, because I was making sure, no, I need them to see it like I see. <laughs> You was, but writing, that got, you was writing the vision plane. <laughs> right, right. But that got too, yeah, yeah. Mm-mm. So I had to release myself from that element of it and this just simply share the story. That's, yeah. that's pretty awesome. So where, look, where could the, uh, the listeners find your books? Where okay, they? so they, they, they are available on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, however, if they are interested in a... Um, autograph copy they're going to want to contact me so i am on instagram and facebook on instagram it is at my first and last name delanda mcnear mm-hmm. and then on facebook it is author comma delanda mcnear that's my the the book page for amazon i mean the the facebook pages um the author pages on facebook and then on uh, instagram it's at delanda mcnear author Delanda McNair on Facebook and they are available on Amazon. But again, for the autograph copy, they're going to want to contact me. And the contact you is what? Through email or what? Are you a number? Um, What's the contact? Okay. So to contact me to order the book, you can send a text message to five, four, zero, um, seven, zero, nine, one, zero, one, eight. Okay. And I am, um, um, on cash, I have a cash app and what is the other one? Venmo. Or they could request the book from Venmo or cash app. If you want to request it from Venmo, it is um, at Delanda hyphen McNear. Uh-huh. And then on cash app, it is dollar sign Delanda McNear. And when they pull me up on um, on Cash App, you're going to notice the LLC, which reads truly his pen. Okay. That's awesome. Then I'll put those down in the links so people can click on them and find you. 
And they cool. can just say request in the book or autograph copy. copy or something. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then on Amazon, just just type in the name of the book. I had those. Right. Links. I had those. On too. Amazon, just type in a name. And going back to Venmo and Cash App, um, the price is twenty five dollars per book. Mm-hmm. Twenty five a book. Yeah. And the name of them once again is the first book is Father, comma, then the eyes can see, and that's not in distance. It's like Heavenly Father, mm-hmm. Father, then the eyes can see, and then the second book is entitled You Taught Me. Cool. Look, I want to appreciate you for taking your precious time to come on the the Nathaniel Noble Jr. podcast. It was a a wonderful conversation, an interesting story. Man, that's amazing. But you're you're where you're supposed to be at from from what I'm looking at and what God gave you with these books and these visions. And I mean, because if you wouldn't stop down, you wouldn't have these things because you've still been running and ripping and running and running and running. Yeah, I was still. So, I mean, how, you know, who else can stop you but the, your creator? That is so true. And because, then, you know, you planted yeah. the blessing in you to do this. So this is going to take you to the, the end of your time here. Yeah, yeah, because all I did was travel. It was in, in the uniform, out in uniform, in the bed, in yeah. the uniform, to the airport, to the hotel, mm-hmm. on the shuttle bus. Yeah, I, I, I miss holidays with my family. I miss birthdays for my parents, anniversaries. Yeah, I didn't. Mm-mm. You was gone. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was gone. I, I was in a in a strange hotel or on a bus to the strange hotel or going to the airport. Yep. Man. So, yep. uh, man, you didn't travel the most. You, you didn't travel more than most people travel in their lifetime. <laughs> you know, it's funny that you say that because um, when I first moved to Miami, um, I met um, a young lady that uh, that was a friend to a friend that we had a mutual friends, and she was so excited. Um, Again, we were in Miami, mm-hmm. and um, she was talking about, yeah, we leave tomorrow. We're going on this trip. And I'm thinking, okay, where y'all going? And then she said Orlando, and I'm thinking. <laughs> That's the same <laughs> state, huh? <laughs> right. I almost thought it wasn't, though. The way that she was so passionate and so excited and like, uh-huh. go telling her children, go get this guy. I said, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. You're going where? And then she said Orlando. I said, Orlando where? And just she looked at me like I was crazy. She's like, girl, Florida. I said, no. Like, I said, but it's right up the street. I mean, granted, it's a few hours. I said, but it's right up the street. And then she said, girl, she said, you don't understand who you're talking to. She said, I've never been outside of Dade County. Wow. I said, do what? And it, it, I just couldn't fathom that. Like, yeah, that wasn't your life. At, right. She's looking at from Miami to Orlando. And I'm not saying this to talk about her. Right, it right, just. Right made me realize like, wow, my parents spoiled me because we, we did road trips, mm-hmm. you know, like we had family in Philly, New York. We were going to see them. Like we went to South Carolina to the beach, you know what I'm saying? Then we lived not too far from the Outer Banks. So we were doing road trips you and f- stuff like so. Everybody do that, huh? I'm mm-hmm. telling you, like that's a given. And then to, and I, I had to apologize to her because she saw how I, I said, wait a minute. I said, I'm sorry. I said, but <laughs> you ain't never been outside your county. And then she's like, no, I, I still, I still, okay, just give me a minute. I'm trying to wrap my head around <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, you're right. I, yeah. No, it, it's some people in your hometown probably never left the state or the city, was born, raised there, worked there, and died there, and never left nowhere. I can't imagine that. I just can't. Yeah, my parents spoiled us because <laughs> they gave us travel. And it may not have been the most luxurious or the exuberant, but... I knew 
life without travel is not an option for me. Yeah. That's all, <laughs> especially as a kid, traveling is exciting. Yes. See everything. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So thank you. Thank you for your time and oh, yeah. this opportunity to chat with you. It's been awesome. Right. I'm I'm glad to hear the story because, you know, it just it's oh, any life nuggets. I need some life nuggets for you because we like to drop life nuggets and some gems, some wisdom, you know. Okay. Uh, so, like something you would tell your younger self, you know, knowing what you know now. Okay. Give me give me something for the people. It's funny because um you may people have may have heard this here recently, but I learned when I left home that I'm I'm always good enough. And it's not that I didn't know that at, at home. Mm-hmm. But at home, you're in you're on familiar territory. And my parents, again, they spoiled us in the in the sense that as it relates to them, there was nothing that we couldn't do. Mm-hmm. We just had to figure out a way to do it or mm-hmm. make it happen. Right. So they didn't show us or give us limitations. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, you're all you're always you, you are ever and always good enough because when God created you, he didn't create a shortcoming. He didn't create an incompletion. Um, and you have exactly what it takes mm-hmm. for you to go to the next step, to take the next step, to go to the next level. It's just that sometimes we have the wrong chatter in our ear and, or the wrong environment around us. And we have to choose to release ourselves to release them or that. Because if it doesn't come to better you, or to improve you, mm-hmm. that means it's sucking up the best of you. Wow. You deserve better than that. And it, you, the, your betterment starts with you. You mm-hmm. are to be the first one to give you and show you betterment. Not not to be sucked, not to have all of your best sucked out of you. And then that person walks off and leaves you with mm-hmm. nothing. Because people will do that. Ooh, and I'm yeah. not saying they do it knowingly. Because people do what they always know. Mm-hmm. But if you know different, don't buy into that that transition. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So yes, you are all you are ever and always good enough. There's never a room that you're not good enough to be in. Mm. Because if he released you to be there, you're there for a reason. So always know that your true and authentic self is good enough to walk out whatever steps he put before you. Wow. Mic drop. <laughs> You didn't even know you were going to say that, huh? <laughs> no, because I didn't know you was going to ask me that question. That's why I'm here. That's I, why I'm yeah, here. <laughs> periodically, I call my nieces and my nephews. Let me tell you something. No, you're not perfect. Right. And no, you're and not better than the other person or the next person. But you are ever and always good enough. Know mm-hmm. this. I need you to know this now. Because when they grow up, there are going to be plenty of opportunities where someone's going to be looking differently and appear to be more polished and more deserving. But when you start peeling back layers, you'll see that they are not. And yeah. they already knew that when they walked in the room, that's why they're coming with so much presence. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> the surface present. What's in that? What's down deep in there? Exactly. Yeah. What you made exactly. of. That was great. Right. That was but great. When you, yes. But when you own every bit of who and what you are and then are not. Yeah. And you take away somebody else's opportunity to tell you you are not. No, I know. But I'm working on that. It's between me and God. Mm-hmm. You can't flower. You can't floor me. No. Mm-hmm. Well, like once again, I want to thank you for coming on the show and uh, expressing all that love for the people. And I want you're the welcome, people to I want the people to show her some love, Miss Delanda McNair. I want y'all to show her some love. Check out our books. You heard her story. You heard her testimony, and uh, 
you heard her struggles and how she overcame and and now look at her. She didn't drop I y'all know, some right? jewels and nuggets. So hey, share this podcast with the world because somebody need to hear it. It's gonna bless somebody thank somewhere. You. Yeah. So yeah, once again, thank you, my friend. And uh, thank you. When you when you're gonna release another uh, book or something, just get in touch with me. We gonna blast it out again. I will. Yeah, this ain't the end. This ain't the first and last interview. So, hey, since you give me the exclusive, you got access to another exclusive when you're ready. Okay. (laughs) Great. That's great. Thanks again. Thank you. Hello, this is Delanda McNair, and you are listening to the Nathaniel Noble Jr. Podcast. Be sure to check me out at Delanda McNair on Instagram or author Delanda McNair on Facebook. Thanks for listening to the Nathaniel Noble Jr. Podcast. If you've enjoyed our show, make sure you subscribe and share with your friends. We appreciate every one of you. 